guys, and what's going on? Geeky and Drinking is coming at you from Taylor, Texas, and we are sitting down with J.D. Gins, uh, head brewer and founder of Texas Beer Co. Uh, we were uh, invited here. Uh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm also joined by my brothers. Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, what's Steven up, guys? Here. Matt's here. Steven and Matt. Uh, <laughs> Ernest cannot make it. He uh, is back in San Antonio, and uh, we miss him. A little bit. I'm just kidding. Love you, Ernest. But uh, thanks for you no, know, thanks for having us, JD. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for being here. For sure. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the brewery. So I think we all have the same beer in our glass right now. We have the um, uh, Hoppy Clouds. Hoppy Clouds IPA. And it is uh, delicious. Uh, we you just showed us the uh, the freezer, and there's not much left in there, is there? Yeah, we uh, we brewed it all, packaged it all, and sold it all, and basically under uh, well, we didn't brew it in a week, but it was uh, packaged and almost gone in less than a week. Uh, uh, just about 415, 420 cases of beer, uh, many many kegs, and so uh, it's been making its way. It should be. I know that some of it is in San Antonio right I think now. I've seen some of it in some of the HEBs. Yeah, like one down the street from me. So. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted to make sure some got to San Antonio, mm-hmm. and there's a big hops had some also. Okay. And a few other spots in, in San Antonio's got it, and then of course all over Central Texas as well. Yeah, guys. So if you could find it, uh, HEB said big hops. Uh, if you could find it. You know, uh, get yourself a glass, or you know, get yourself a, a pack of it because it's it's, it's uh, about to it's run good. Out it's about to yeah, run out. yeah. You know, we put twelve hundred pounds of peaches in it, mosaic and equinox hops. That's uh, we use yeast from the Texas Yeast Lab, which is in New Braunfels. Those mm-hmm. folks are really great. So uh, it was kind of a one-off experiment. Built on some of the stuff we were doing last summer, and I'm pretty excited how it came out. Awesome, man! Awesome. Um, so yeah, we um, we met up at the tap room. Uh, Beautiful spot, you know, right, you know, which is in the middle of Tyler, you know, um, pretty spacious area. You know, uh, you have uh, you have your beers and you have a bunch of Texas, uh, other Texas, you know, craft beers on tap, which is amazing. You know, you got to show that support. Um, and we just walked through the brewery here, uh, kind of uh, down the street and um, its own separate, you know, brewing uh, spot. Uh, we met uh, Suds, Suds, Suds the cat. Suds the cat. <laughs> it's uh-huh. on my- Nice little cozy area. Yeah. So, <laughs> so cat is, uh, you know, holding down the fort. She's mm-hmm. our chief security officer. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people's favorite employee of the Texas Beer Company. Sure. <clears throat> Likes to get so. petted a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Likes to love. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we're here in Taylor. Uh, we moved to Taylor to start the Texas Beer Company in uh, 2015. We opened that tap room in 2016, mm-hmm. like you said. Uh, we started as a craft beer bar. Uh, so first, uh, only Texas craft beer. Uh, we were told that we were, you know, idiots for even trying to start a, a, a you're, small. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> and they said no one was going to drink anything but domestic beer. Uh, so we we went ahead and opened anyways, uh, despite being told we were being silly for trying it. We only do uh, Texas-owned breweries, Texas-owned cideries, and wine. Um, and yeah, so we love our we love our beer, obviously. But I also love to be able to rotate through. So I mean, right now on the wall over there, we have. Obviously, our beer, but then we have uh, McKinney, Texas, North Texas. We got some San Antonio. We got uh, some Houston beer on the wall, and it's, it's cool. You come to the Texas Beer Company, you can uh, try beer from all over Texas. That's a dream, dude. That's uh, that's kind of what we do here, gigging and drinking. We drink the Texas beer because we love it. Yes. Um, so, 2015, correct? 2015, yeah. We were uh, uh, home brewing, and you know, it was actually, I think. Maybe it was December of 2014. 
we got introduced to the woman uh, who opened that building down there. Uh, you know, when we started coming to Taylor, downtown was completely abandoned. Uh, that building was boarded up. Uh, windows were bricked in. It hadn't had any action in it for almost 30 years. Uh, and then a woman named Judy, uh, she ended up uh, buying the building and was looking for a brewery group, a bar or something. And we had some mutual friends introduced us and uh, we came out and uh, we started doing uh, demos and serving our homebrew and talking about wanting to uh, start a brewery in Taylor. So we'd come out one, about once a month and do what was called Third Thursday. So it's Third Thursday and Taylor's always a pretty fun time. And we'd just serve whatever beer we had brewed that month and let people try it and start building an email list and saying, do you want to bring a brewery to Taylor? And, uh, you know, fast forward a couple years, uh, that building really got underway. And uh, March of 2016, <coughs> I quit my day job and moved to Taylor full time. We had bought a house a little bit earlier than that, but and started working on turning on the bar and getting all that going. And then uh, May of 2016, we opened up. Uh, craft beer first uh, with the pilot brewery coming right behind that uh, about another year we turned on this brewery down the street and got 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 rolling at the the full kind of <coughs> full speed ahead now things are just rolling rolling yeah, rolling. yeah. yeah so you know if someone tells you uh, that that kind of big fat lie that if you're doing what you love it's like you never work a day in your life that's just that's, <laughs> yeah. just, that's just not true <laughs> nothing about that is true at all I mean, especially if you start a business or doing what you love that means you work harder than you ever really than you could, ever you really, really want to. Yeah. <laughs> and then when something goes wrong, you don't really have anybody to blame but yourself. And uh, you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Well, he. It, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I'm just gonna do this now. But yeah, so it's been it's been quite a journey, but it's been a lot of fun. And now you know <coughs> you can see the other bars are opening up and the other buildings are being constructed. I mean, when we started, uh, the the light used to start blinking yellow at six o'clock. And then blinked yellow through the whole weekend. Like, so nobody ever stopped in downtown. Mm -hmm. that, that intersection, people would, like, never stop. And so then getting them to change the light timing and start <laughs> worrying about pedestrians, that whole thing has been, like, coming back. But now, you know, there's a Black Spiller Music Parlor. I'm sporting that. It's a, the venue across the street from us. Oh, okay. Uh, cool, cool. They're really cool. They do great live music. The woman there, Shannon, she's awesome. Uh, the Taylor Station, you know, you guys, you guys were there. You saw those mm -hmm. bikers that were there. They were yeah. having a, a, a benefit for a, a biker guy. So there's a lot of things kind of starting to happen. And then on our building, you know, there's a wine bar and a coffee shop, deli, art galleries, and people live there too. So oh, cool, uh, cool. kind of big mixed use project. But that building yeah. was built in 1896. Oh, wow. Oh, and so it's got a lot of history. history. Uh -huh. And uh, so it's fun to bring, bring it all the way back around. Actually, this building was originally a Schlitz beer distribution warehouse. This building was built for beer. Yeah. And then after the fact, after Schlitz moved out of here, it became a lot of other things. And this, this area that we're in with the air conditioner, this, uh, it was a, a, a candle factory, a motorcycle shop, a, a technology company. Uh, so now it's come all the way back around to beer. So we're happy to, happy to have it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> over there on the wall, we got the Schlitz uh, display. People I say, why? Is that, this is actually a, a former Schlitz distribution warehouse. And the train tracks in the back used to just, they literally used to just unload the beer here, wow. store it in the warehouse, and then take it. So pretty much anybody in Central Texas who was drinking Schlitz in the 60s or 70s, it, it came through here. Wow, that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. I did not know that. That's cool. You know, nice callback. So um, uh, just kind of quick here. But, uh, so people who are not too familiar, Taylor, Texas has got that small town feel. And yeah. Isn't that how you were mentioning about, you know, the downtown area wasn't yeah. so hot at the time when you yeah. guys were starting off? Yeah. Um, um, 
how progressive have you been seeing things happening now? And then I know you mentioned there's a couple of barbecue places that, that yeah. people... So a mentioned. lot of people know Taylor primarily because of uh, Louis Miller Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's one of those mecca stops, uh, world worldwide best barbecue. You know, mm-hmm. top, top five in Texas means it's the best in the world, of course. And uh, <laughs> so a lot of people knew Taylor for that. People would come here and not really go there. But so Taylor has a long kind of history, but like a lot of areas a lot of small towns not just in texas but around the country a walmart came kind of destroyed all the local businesses in downtown <laughs> damn you and, walmart damn you walmart and then uh just kind of <laughs> just a real big economic decline in downtown mm-hmm. uh, i mean these huge buildings that are historic and beautiful they mm-hmm. were left to crumble uh and so now um, what we're seeing is is kind of that revitalization and we we worked with the city to get that up and running uh, they they invested in us. We're investing obviously a lot in Taylor. It's a give and take relationship, but it's also um, you know we're in the Austin area, uh, and San Antonio to Austin is basically becoming one gigantic uh, corridor yeah. of, of growth. And so you're you're seeing a lot of people who are getting priced out uh, of of the big cities and want the small town feel. I mean, this is you can be in central Austin and, and be stuck in 40 minutes of traffic driving a couple miles. Okay. Yeah. Or you can go east and drive you know, 25 miles, <laughs> but still only just take about 40, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're seeing a, a lot of growth definitely happening out here. A lot more activity going on. A lot on. more activity. And that's, I mean, that's what the city, why they, they helped us. They wanted to see that kind of downtown revitalization happen. Now we're starting to see, um, you know, more towns have come to Taylor and talked to Taylor and like, how did this happen? And you're starting to see more and more uh, a small town saying, why don't we put a brewery in their downtown district to help kind of drive the revitalization of their of their of their their neighborhoods, their, their small their small towns. And I think you look at these kind of areas, people like the small town feel. Yeah, so they, want, they want they want the beer. <laughs> yeah. They want they want the fun yeah. things to do. They want to be able to go see a show. They want to be able to do those things. So the the culture is definitely coming, and and now you get you get such a cool mix of people. You you know you have your old good old boys. You have your hippies. You have your Chicano <laughs> bikers. You have you kind of have all of these uh, melting pot scenarios happening in, in this town, and a lot of different fun stuff. And so like if you're out bar hopping, which is crazy, people you can bar hop in Taylor now. Uh, so, but the, you know you'll see a lot of different people, and everybody wants the same thing. They want they want uh, community. They want somewhere to hang out, and they, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're seeing a lot more of that in downtown now. And uh, so nice. you, are you also getting a lot of more uh, outside visitors as opposed to local? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know we got really lucky very early on in our process. Uh, uh, the the day tripper, the show on PBS came to visit Taylor oh. and we had been open like maybe two weeks and we were only doing like at that point Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think. And they called and they were like, Hey, uh, we're the day tripper. And we're like, Oh yeah, we know who you are. And like, well, we want to record in your, in your, in your bar, in your tap room in the brewery. And we hadn't even really fully started brewing in there yet. Yeah. And we were like building it out, hooking <clears throat> up the fermenters and all that stuff. And we're like, well, okay, you know, we're uh, open on Thursdays. And they're like, well, we're, we're coming on Tuesday at <laughs> 3 o'clock. And we're like, but we're not open. Like, but we're the day tripper. <laughs> and we're like, okay, there we go. Right, uh, you cool. know? So right. we called, we put out a little bat signal. And we're like, free beer. And we rallied all these people. People uh-huh. showed up. And we got a really great episode recorded. And it, it, was, it was pretty fun in that, uh, you know, it gave us a lot of early exposure. And now we, we do. We get a lot of people who come into Taylor for the barbecue and stay mm-hmm. because of the beer. They want to like go get some barbecue and they come drink some. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty solid mix. Taylor is kind of like the uh, biggest 
small town of several other small towns in this area. And then also you see a lot more of the uh, kind of um, just like Austin crowd, brewery hopping crowd uh, coming out here. So um, and then there's a very much an evolving uh, beer scene in in Williams County. Now you got the new Pint House Pizza oh, over yeah. there on on I-35, which is kind of anchoring like the big dog yeah. beer over there. <laughs> but then you got Blue Bonnet in Round Rock. You got uh, Red Horn mm-hmm. in Cedar Park. Uh, they're just up the street from us um, in Granger. There's Granger City Brewing Company. So now there's more people who are out doing that beer tourism thing. And uh, it sounds like it's definitely a go now, but uh, Elgin is getting uh, Circle Brewing Company. is moving out of Central Austin, <coughs> moving to Elgin, which is just about 10 minutes down the road from us. Oh, so okay. hopefully as all of these things continue to go, more and more day trippers come out and hang, visit us. So it's, it's, a, it's a mix for sure. And then so uh, how you were saying before that when um, – you were getting started here in the town of Taylor. Um, They're kind of giving you guys a little like, well, are you sure you want to open just a craft beer? Yeah, well, so I mean, you know, the the town wanted us to do it, the city council and the people, but you know, this this has kind of been an old old school town. So I mean, they were told point blank if you uh, if you don't serve Miller Light in here, uh, <laughs> you're you're going to go out of business. And we were <laughs> like, well, we're gonna, we're going to give it a go. The thing that we did kind of differently than some of the other bars that were in the area is we uh, opened up with a not smoking. Yeah. So it's still okay. still allowed to smoke in Taylor, um, but we made the decision not, not to allow to that. Smoke. So we had a lot of people walk in and say, I don't know anything about craft beer, but I like that no one's smoking a cigarette in here. So give me a Bud Light. It's like, <laughs> no Bud Light. <laughs> give me a Coors Light. I'm like, no Coors Light. Coors Light. <laughs> we got water. Miller Light. And they're like, sorry. <laughs> but we, we so early on, you know, we gave people Fireman's Four. We were giving people uh, Zoe, uh, summer pills from St. Arnold's, and people would go. It's it's funny whenever you get somebody new into craft beer, they always drink something. And they go, "Hmm, that's not bad." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, it's good." It's it's good. The word you're looking for yeah. is, is it's good. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, "Beer can taste like this." Uh, but now, you know, some of the folks who early on, and you know, I'm not going to name any names here, but they might they might watch or listen. But you know, now they're like our biggest hopheads. Oh. They, they come yeah. in, they want a hoppy duck, but then they want whatever else like IPA I've got in my hands on. Sometimes, you know, I I beg Steve Chill to, to whatever I can do to get to get the good stuff on our wall, and it's always changing. But people, you know, now they don't they don't want it. Not not that there's anything wrong with the summer pills; it's mm-hmm. great. But like people want the want the they want the the, 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 the zing, thing. yeah. The big stuff, the big boy stuff, the big beer. Yeah. So then you have seen some pretty good uh, growth as far as people's interest spike up palettes. for craft beer. Yeah. Their, their palates a little bit more. Oh open. yeah. I mean, so when we started, we were fourteen taps, and people were like, "You're crazy." Uh, now we have twenty six, and there's another bar in Taylor that opened up. It's called the Loose Screw, uh, and they have forty two oh, wow. craft wow. beer taps. So, you know, and they, they've been getting a lot of momentum as well. Yeah. So, clearly, I think the this, like, craft beer fad is here to stay a little bit. And Shout out to the Loose Group. Go check them out. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a cool spot. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the all, all the bars now have some. Uh, yeah. But when we opened, I mean, I think the... The closest thing to direct craft beer competition we had was at the local Applebee's. They had a Thirsty Goat tap. Nothing against Thirsty Goat, but that that was like literally it. You could you could get a Thirsty Goat at Applebee's. At Applebee's, <laughs> and, that, and that that was like okay, well, if you're gonna do that, then that's the best you got, and that, that was your option. So now you know we do live music, and the other bars around us do live music, and we were the we were the, kind of the first impetus to do all of these things. And now you're you're saying bars with music and with craft mm-hmm. beer and the. And that, that scene has really continued to evolve. 
Yeah. This show is sponsored by Applebee's. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, that send, that? send in the check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so going back to you know, kind of you know, the start of the brewery. I know one thing I wanted to highlight and talk to you about was uh, the fact that this craft beer community is all about community. You know, I know uh, you know, you know, Texas Beer Co. wants to get the word out about Texas beer, but not, not only that is that the uh, the people of Taylor uh, in your community are kind of uh the reason why we're here today you know they uh you, you guys started off with a gofundme a uh, kickstarter a kickstarter sorry yeah, yeah. um and so how, how, i mean how did that turn out I mean, well that's that's great yeah so i mean if you look on our can right on the on the banner there it says uh on the ribbon down the side it says uh people powered brewery uh, my business partner he really really means that you know we we spend a lot of time really working on on that particular kind of mantra um but you know as i was saying when the when the building was getting initial construction and they were gutting walls and we would do the third thursday uh people would come in and we would run uh like a clipboard sign up like are you interested in this and started building uh, a list of folks uh and ultimately over the course of about a year and a half we got almost two thousand signatures uh that people wanted a brewery in a town of about fourteen thousand people wow. so you know it was like uh as a like a good portion of the town said here yeah. we, we want this uh, and so then once we, once it really became close to making a decision whether we were going to move here, we started the Kickstarter campaign and we got, we got about a third <coughs> of, of the people who gave to the Kickstarter were from Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a third were kind of from our wider network, but then a third were people like as far away as Washington DC and people wow. that just were really resonating with the brand and the mm-hmm. logo and what we were trying to do. Uh, so we, we ultimately raised about uh, $30,000, uh, from 300 people. And uh, we were able to buy our first kind of pilot brew house, uh, Bubba's Barrels electric <clears throat> system. Uh, I refinanced my mortgage, bought some fermenters. Uh, <laughs> we got into the building and, and we hired a business consultant and we kept, kept going. So then we talked to investors and, and then we ultimately ended up doing a second round of investment. That first round on the Kickstarter, you know, Kickstarter, you, at that time, you actually weren't allowed to sell beer for our sell, sell, uh, um, you know, stock in your company for equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we have, uh, in the second round, we were able to do a crowdfunding <clears throat> effort with about 475 people who invested in on a small piece of the beer company that, that helped us really keep, keep the, keep the momentum going and continue to build. I mean, anytime you want something new in a brewery, it's about, uh, $30,000. You're like, Oh, you know what we need is we need a pack tech applicator, $30,000. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what we want is what a new water filter, 30 grand, you know, like canning machine, little add on that does the bumps out the low fills for you, $30,000. Yeah. So as we've been building, you know, we're, we're obviously raising money and continuing to put it back in the revenue that we're generating, putting it back in just to build the big mm-hmm. brewery. But there's no doubt about it. If, if the folks of Taylor hadn't really came in and supported us, uh, before we even got going and then they hadn't come in and supported us when we got going and they hadn't supported us through all of our pilot recipes and all of that stuff we would have definitely not been able to make it this far oh man well um i guess we're gonna take a little break right now uh and we'll come back we know and, and continue this interview with jd sweet we'll be back guys <laughs> And guys, we are back. Uh, Eddie, Stephen, and Matt from Kiki and Drinking sitting down with JD. Hello. Uh, founder and head brewer uh, for Texas Beer Co. Uh, and we Here got in some Taylor, Texas. Yeah, Taylor, Texas, baby. Not to be not not to be confused with Tyler, which is happens. People are always like, "Oh, <laughs> Tyler, that's a long way." And we're like, 
Taylor. Taylor. Like, oh, it's funny because uh, no, I, I, uh, I kept on saying Tyler the whole time. Yeah. And now I'm just like, oh, wait, it's Taylor. The it was whole funny time. because uh, when I set up the, you know, the visit for today, uh, we're going to be staying in Round Rock. You know, we're going to say we're, we're going to go back home tomorrow. Uh, I, I tried to book a room for us. So I was like, I have to make sure I'm like, Tyler, not Taylor. Because I don't want to book a room in Taylor. In, in, no, you, in want, Tyler. you want Taylor, you not want Tyler. Tyler. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah See, yeah. even when you're See, here, it's, it's confusing. <laughs> oh You've been geeking God. and drinking, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we are back, and we got our refills. Um, Matthew, me and you are drinking the Hoppy Duck IPA. And Steven's got the... Uh, yeah. Pecos. Pecos. Pecos Amber Lager. 2018 award winning. Yeah, yep. I was going to point that out because I yeah. see the sign back there. Yeah, we got a gold medal at GABF for that, uh, which caught you know caught us by surprise. Uh-huh. Not not that we don't like our own beer, but as a fairly new brewery to, to a medal, get a gold in a, an American-style Amber Lager nonetheless, too. Like that, that was pretty cool. Uh, true story, I was at GABF. I did not go to the awards show because <laughs> I was uh, very hungover. <laughs> and, and I'm like, uh, I didn't really even really remember entering the festival uh, beer competition, but I barely even remember walking around that night before it. But, you know, if you've ever been to JBF, it's like thousands of breweries oh, and beers. And, like, I think there was literally they're pouring like 4,000 styles of beer. Oh, wow. So you get these little, like, shot glass-type cups, four-ounce pours. And you just skip around the, this convention center, and I, I don't know. I took like 200 shots of beer, and was like, okay. And they say you're like, well, we won. <laughs> we won. Exactly. No, that's basically exactly what happened. I like woke up. I was like, uh, my phone had been ringing. And I was like, what do you want? What's going on? <laughs> and I went and got my got my medal. But yeah, that was that was cool. And then the you know the Hoppy Duck is uh, kind of a West Coast style, mm-hmm. um, hoppy balanced maltiness. It's got. Citra, Cascade, Falconer's Flight, Eldorado hops in there. Well, I've been meaning to try it, uh, and I know we were going to feature it on our show one day. We just couldn't find a six-pack because uh, the beer is so much in demand. People are buying it off the shelves. Yeah. It's our first time trying it, so you know, another cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, it's really delicious. I already tried it. Hoppy Duck IPA in the 2018 Great American Beer Festival winner, the Pecos Amber Lager. Yeah, smooth. It's got a nice maltiness on it, mm-hmm. uh, Cascade and Amarillo hops, and then that San Francisco lager you so Sneaks up on malt, you. Malts front center, a little bit of hop, and then just that nice smooth finish. Sneaks up on you. I had a, I had a six-pack of it last night to get ready for today's show. I was like, all right, man, I'm going to drink a six-pack. I was like, whoa, I got to wake up early in the morning. <laughs> get, get to know it, yeah. yeah. So you guys are staying in, staying in, in uh, uh, Round Rock. Rock. Yeah, yeah, so there you know, uh, not to overly plug some other breweries, but yeah, you could definitely go check out the Blue Bonnet Beer Company, too. They're in Round Rock. They're a smaller system, but they make great beer. And uh, <coughs> David, their brewer over there, is super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, just right central Round Rock, easy to easy to hit. And then of course, you all should go check out that uh, check out that Pine House. Definitely, yeah. we're all about the Texas beers, uh, and even more about Texas beer code. Love like to important. explore. Hey, yeah, I don't mean I don't mean to diverge. I just love. Yeah, yeah, support the support the head out of these Texas, you know, these Texas, you know, uh, craft beer companies. Um, but so. We are, you know, like I said, we're here in the uh, in the brewing location where we actually brew the beer. Um, you guys saw the tap room in some footage earlier. It's a great spot. Great spot. Like I said, it's a historic building. Uh, kind of right in the heart of a busy, you know, busy street right there in the middle of Taylor. Tyler? Taylor? Yeah. Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. 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 Um, so what, I guess, you know, know, what I want to know more is, you know, what kind of uh, led you to this, you know, path of uh, brewing great beer. Hey, well, thanks uh, for the question. I think uh, 
kind of long story short, I, I was obviously a home brewer at the beginning of my career in brewing. Um, but I used to run political campaigns for a living and, uh, you know, win some, lose some, mm-hmm. always, always just a lot of work. And uh, you get kind of compulsive and you know, obsessive about it. And, you know, of course, campaigns have a, a finite date. So you just really get kind of crazy. And at the, at the time, uh, I was working on a campaign and I had a girlfriend who's not my wife uh, <laughs> now, uh, who said, who said, if I have to listen to you talk about this campaign anymore, I'm going to uh, strangle you, and you need a hobby. And she gave me my first homebrewing kit, and uh, I brewed uh, a stout, and I drank the stout, and I poured it, and it was kind of foamy and a little, uh, <laughs> you know, under underwhelming, but I was like, "Hey, look at this! This is great. Maybe one day I'll start a brewery." You know, maybe now <laughs> I got two skill sets. A couple of election cycles later, it really kind of came on down to really we started kicking around this idea. Me and my business partner and I would be brewing for for fun, and uh, then we kind of really started. You drinking, you know, to say drink enough of your own homebrew, you're like, maybe I should start a brewery. Yeah. Uh, of course, a lot of people do say that, and it's just a, a lot of work. But we we kept building up from there. Working on our uh, working on just the recipes at a small scale, and then uh, eventually we were brewing in East Austin at the time, and we were thinking maybe we'd be called the East End Brewing Company or the East Austin Beer Co. And uh, we were going through a number of different names, and then one day Ian says, well, "Why don't we be the Texas Beer Company?" And I was like, "I'm not sure anybody will let us be the Texas Beer Company." <laughs> and he's like, "What well, does it hurt to ask?" So we filed the paperwork with the Secretary of State. And they wrote back and said, you guys are the Texas Beer Company. So wow. we were like, hmm. And that really kind of got us thinking about like where we wanted to be and what kind of beer company we wanted to do and what kind of beers we wanted to do. And to us, uh, the name Texas Beer Co., we really felt like that was kind of more like a small town. So that's when we started looking at moving out of Austin and, and moving into a small town to like look at. So we were looking at Elgin and uh, Martindale and, 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 and Taylor. And ultimately, uh, just we ended up meeting Judy in the building, and just it all—all all these pieces started falling in line. So, you know, from from uh, first homebrew batch to first batch in the in in uh, on Main Street was just about seven years. And when we when we really settled on the name Texas Beer Company, when we when it landed in our lap, that was 2013. So it still it still was about three more years before we had all the pieces together and, you know, like navigating, kind of being able to transition out of jobs. And yeah. and so now, you know, Ian works here and Megan, my wife, she works here too full time. So we're, we're all, we all kind of come from a similar background, but that, that helped us early on kind of launch in the brand, the, the running a campaign to, to introduce our beer to folks that, that, that grassroots organizing background really came in, came in handy. But that's sort of a long story short. Yeah, man. Semi short. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like the the name Texas Beer Co. You know, carries a, I guess you know, would you say a heavy weight to it? Because I mean, Texas, Texas Beer Co. Texas is a big state, a lot of lot of craft beer. You know, and you know, uh, it, it's it, it really stuck out to me. You know, the first time I I saw one of your beers was at a Specs in San Antonio. Um, I just saw this, you know, just giant black uh, label with the Texas, you know, on it. I was like, Texas Beer Co. Why haven't I heard of this before? I think, and so I think. Um, uh, next time I saw it, he goes to HB. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself a, a six pack. And it was the uh, local blonde. Drank it. I was like, this is good. We gotta get this on the show. Yeah. And, and Reached out. Yeah. Same thing happened. For to me. sure. I mean, I always go to HB look for six packs when I turn 21. I could buy and I could buy beer. And I mean, to be honest, I don't take offense, but like I did pass it by a few times. So I was like, eh. 
So I, I went to go other <laughs> things, but then I actually like, you know what? Let me actually try this. Eddie, You're allowed to like, hit him if you want. No. Ed, like, <laughs> Eddie mentioned it. He said it was good. I tried the the stout. It had a raven on it, I believe. Ah, uh, the grackle. Yeah. Oh, the grackle. Yes, yeah. and yeah. like I tried. I was like, oh my god, this is delicious, and mm-hmm. I, I never like stouts too much but yeah. that's like the, one of the first ones that i've and actually no, sit down that, and that's enjoy. one of the things that, that we have not featured on one of our on any of our episodes is any type of stout and, and it's mostly because of him him because he doesn't they he blame doesn't. it on me because i'm the one that like you know hey guys what are we drinking this show and and, and i was like okay so we just this and this and i keep telling them okay feature a beer and y'all bring y'all bring me a stout yeah so but i think when we do it i think we we me and him decided you know just, just do the grackle let's do the yeah. texas yeah. beer called grackles so. well we might be able to uh, arrange that they're uh now getting into the cooler out there uh, uh-huh. the, the, the stout that we we released that the chocolate strawberry stout uh in february there's a couple in the cooler back there so <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go get one and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, sure. we'll break out a stout for this episode and we'll start geeking on it um but you know it's a uh, it's uh yeah it's 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 interesting because the grackle is like that annoying bird that's everywhere in yeah. Central Texas and, <laughs> uh, and it's always pooping on cars at H E B and like is, uh, is that the one that's also picking always picking on the little birds? Oh too? yeah, they're yeah. they're big jerks. <laughs> um, so ours is actually called the King Grackle Stout, and that came from our other brewer Max. He when we made, when named it, he was like he came up with the King Grackle, and then our designer came up with all the stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I our our beers uh, are generally kind of malty. Uh, mm-hmm. Just an underpinning of how our water profile is. We got a lot of dissolved solids, a lot of minerals in the water, so uh, it makes it makes for good ambers. It makes for good malty IPAs. It makes for great stouts and porters. And a lot of people really really like those. And we get a lot of that. You know, all, all of the beers that we brew, we really come from a perspective of trying to make them accessible for people to drink. Not not that it's going to be the most anything in your face kind of stuff and not that there's anything wrong with that because i love all kinds of beers but what we want is when people see it and then they ultimately reach for it because they like that branding that they go hey this is good but we spend a lot of time in in hebs uh, in specs in total wines doing demos uh, people are exponentially more likely to, to buy your beer if they've ever tried it yeah so we do that good old-fashioned liquid lips you'll you'll find me in an heb just peddling beer and you know, ask everybody saying, "Hey, you want to try this? Try this? Try this? Try this? Drink? You want to drink some beer? You want to drink some beer?" Uh, and so we spent we spent a lot of time, a lot of uh, effort uh, and resources on on getting out there. Mm-hmm. That really helps kind of drive those grocery stores. Once people have tried it, they might not even get it in that moment. They might say, "Hey, you know, I already got beer in the fridge." They're walking around getting their samples though, uh-huh. but then they'll come back and they'll get it and they'll try it again. So as soon as people try it, and I normally go, "Hey, this is." It's not bad. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So uh, funny thing about, about uh, <clears throat> you're talking about samples, like at the DHBs and stuff. <clears throat> um, me and my wife love when we see a craft beer um, sampling their beers at, at the DHBs. Yeah. And uh, so there was, a, there was a rep from Alamo Beer Code that's in San Antonio. Yeah. And we had just finished shooting an episode there, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, y'all want to try this amber?" We're like, "Yeah, we'll try it." And <laughs> we're drinking, and he's like, "Yeah, we're, you know, it's a local beer here in San Antonio." I was like, "We know." I was like, uh, "Yeah, I actually just did a beer tour with the brewer." <laughs> he's, yeah. like, he's like, "Oh, so you're just here for the free beer?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny too because sometimes you'll be given those samples. You know, you're like legally allowed to give like two ounces or three ounces as a small amount, and you'll offer someone and they go, "Oh, I'm driving." And you're like, "Oh, okay." Oh, yeah. I was like, "Right." Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like it's, it's literally two ounces of beer here. I'm you know, you know, it's like okay. But yeah, it's fun. I mean, you know, what I've learned uh, through doing the samples in the grocery store is never judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. You'll see some bearded Yahoo like me walking down and you'll be like, oh, this dude's <laughs> definitely going to drink some craft beer. And you'll ask him, oh, I don't drink. He's all and like, he's see, all, he's all, no. <laughs> you'll see a little old Mexican grandmother pushing a cart and she won't even be making eye contact with you and you go. You want to try some beer? She'll be like, yes. You know? She's all, <laughs> like, she's all... You just ask everybody. Yeah. You don't judge a book by its cover. But, yeah. you know, people... For do sure. She's all, get, she's all, I have that stout. <laughs> I, and you will. Man. People will say, oh, yeah, no, I want that. I know what I want. I, yeah, I know what I want. <laughs> yeah, I want the good stuff. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun, you know, getting out there into the aisle. Again, it kind of gets back <clears> to my background in organizing. It's just hand-to-hand -hand combat. You're out there introducing the beer. Uh, you know, I can go and... Uh, talk to 120 people in a day let people try my beer talk to them they meet the brewer they talk hear about the, they hear about the brand they hear about the town they hear about hear our story and if you make that connection then they're exponentially more likely to keep supporting your beer so we we do a lot of that and that's kind of based on just uh, our background that's, that's awesome cool, man. that's real dude i mean when we were driving here i was he, um my brother here eddie was like Man, I didn't realize it was a small town. I was like, man, I, I, I love these small town, you know, feelings, you know. I just I just like it, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I wish, I was like, you know, I wish I could just be just in a small town, you know. That way you just walk or go ride my bike somewhere and be like, hey, you know, and just go to a local brewery. I mean, uh, we like, again, uh, I, I always mention Alamo because we, uh, we, me and my wife go to Alamo and they know us there pretty much already. We already know most of the bartenders there and they're like, hey, what's up? all of us. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, that's, that's, and that's kind of like for me the closest I'll get to like a hometown feeling because mm -hmm. kind of like cheers. I, Everybody yeah, knows the name. I, yeah. I go to other places and they're, you know, I'll be like, Hey, how's it going? They're like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, you know, Hey, I thought we, I thought, thought we, we were friends. I thought we were friends yeah. already. Yeah. And it was yeah. Like, well, you know, and, and sometimes that's, that's one of the things that we really liked it. I mean, that's, that is kind of the goal of, of the tap room is it's a friendly spot. People mm -hmm. feel welcome there and. People can bring their kids, people can bring their dogs and eat some barbecue, drink some beer, and just have a friendly vibe. When sometimes you get into certain bars in particular, sometimes breweries, and it's just it's it's slamming and people don't there's no personal touch. Yeah. And, but like relationships matter. People the the vibe of the space matters and you can have great beer, but if you're not good at talking with people and hanging out and you know, shooting the shit a little bit, yeah. then then there's not that connection. So we we get a lot of people who do that. They come in and they say, "Oh, I'm I'm definitely gonna like go buy your beer now." And that's you know, it's partly because they just the effort made of being friendly. Mm -hmm. And that that does make a lot of difference because um, <clears throat> we uh, we visited another brewery in San Antonio called Busted Sandal, and uh, one of the guys that we were talking to he, uh, who invested in the company said that he used to go to like breweries and he used to go to the uh, uh, pub or some other ones. I forgot what it was. And he said that he just never got that, that, that feeling. And then when he went to Busted Sandler, they're like, hey, how's it going? Call him by his name. Mm -hmm. and, the other, and then he's like, Dude, I, I feel this. like this Personal good, touch. Yeah. Personal touch. This personal vibe with you guys. So, And again, you know, that's, that's what, you know, my brother always says, you know, craft beer, is, it's, always, it's always about community. And especially here, uh, how you guys um, are all about the community here in Taylor, Texas, mm -hmm. and, and just you know, 
Y'all, y'all pretty much kind of that's. Well, you know, you, you see that in just across the beer industry at large. You know, you, you're either uh, it's it's a lot of little Davids versus a few big Goliaths, and so uh, it, it, in general, the craft brewing community is is truly that. It is a community. Uh, most of the brewers know each other, or at least know what's going on in each other's breweries, and they're always <laughs> out supporting. Like when you guys came in, we're turning around. There were some folks that walked in from Independence, and mm-hmm. you know that was like unannounced, just like hey, but. Uh, you know, people are always out trying to try each other's beers, support each other's beers, because we're 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 all in it together in that regard. And so, it, you know, and it's sometimes if like you can help convert a beer drinker in your tap room, you're converting a beer drinker that's going to benefit everybody. Once yeah. once somebody yeah, like goes yeah. like I I, I it always blows my mind. They're like I'm a Bud Light man, and I'm like well. Okay, it's like saying I'm only an enchilada eater. Like, don't, yeah. you, don't you want to like try a taco? Do you not want to like have a hamburger? Do you not want to like have some variety in your life? Like, if yeah. you're like only an enchilada dude, yeah. come on. So, when it really happens that way, though. You think about all of the breweries. Yeah, yeah. there's seven thousand plus of them. I, the uh, the Brewers Association. I don't know if you saw that they did yeah. the guy yeah, did the yeah, like yeah, yeah. the longest cheers ever, the like Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records, because he was cheersing every independent brewery. Uh, I think we're at. Like six hours and thirty minutes Jeez. in, or something. Texas, Texas beer coming. Cheers, you know. And then there's all the there's, <laughs> there's a Texas beer uh, refinery in Houston. Cheers, you know, and all these different things. But he's running through them all. But then you start to get a sense of just how big the scope of all of the community is. But once once people do that, yeah, you get some people who are definitely like, "This is my favorite," and they consistently are drinking yeah, Amber. Yeah. yeah, but they're always going to be out trying new things. Yeah. Once someone discovers the spice of life, it's just like you can try out and try all these things. So we're all in that together, and we're yeah. building this community together. That's why, to us, it's important to have the guest house. Mm-hmm. We want to show off other beers. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. People will say, well, like, why don't you brew a Hefeweizen? And it's like, currently, we don't have a lot of room for it in our rotation. Second, like, I'm not a huge Hefeweizen fan myself. Yeah. So, I, like, if I made a Hefeweizen, I like, I don't think it'd be, like, to the numbers of what a Hefeweizen is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. But it's like, here's a live oak. You can, you can have it. It's one of the best, li- uh, yeah. best Hefeweizens yeah. in the world. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to be making every last beer style, but I can show off a lot of other beer styles. And people can come in and, you know, we have a lot of people who come into our bar because it's that cheers environment. They, like, everybody knows their name. But they only drink the Hefeweizen. And that's cool with me like because I want the community first. And then a beer, our beer is a contributing factor to that for sure. So as of now, you have the Blonde. You have the, uh, the Amber Ale. Uh, you have the IPA, two IPAs. Um, Hobby Clouds, Hobby Duck. Hobby, yeah. Uh, you have the uh, Stout and the Porter. And the Paste Band Pale Ale. Yeah. So is there anything that you can tell us uh, that's to come for Texas Beer Co. in the future as far as, you know, beers that you're currently brewing or thinking about brewing? Or well, so that? the stout will be back in rotation soon. So, you know, we brewed our last stout in February. Uh, you know, a lot of grocery stores take the stouts out of the spring reset, and, and they, so there's not as much space. And yeah. then in the fall, they reset the, like, the lineup again, and they'll put more stouts back in it. And that's kind of based on just, you know, the bottom yeah. line, the customer is always right. Whatever customers are buying is what, yeah, yeah. what they were going to put and on the shelf. And, 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 and pretty much yeah. a, lot, a lot of people start getting into, back into the styles of the ground. Yeah, now, time. now you, yeah, just cold, you start yeah. brewing them. You brought, you know, end of July, early August, especially if you're doing like a big imperial stout, you might need that to sit for a couple months to kind of mellow out. So, um, uh, yeah, so right now there's a, a top secret uh, chocolate uh peanut butter stout in here so there's a local chocolatier here in town called seriously chocolate mm-hmm. they make great chocolate um but so that's where that first experiment with the chocolate strawberries came together uh and then so we just did a porter um and uh, the uh chocolate we just added 50 pound sack of raw cocoa powder into it Man. 
and and, uh, and some peanut butter uh, extract and just got a nice flavor. So that's that's in the works here. I'm, I don't know how far and wide that will actually make it. It's only a very limited batch. Uh, we got a couple things working on a barrel-aged project that's coming together pretty good. But, you know, f- for us, uh, our, our primary focus day in, day out in this brewery is making the same beer consistently. Yeah. You know, if, if you get the amber, and sometimes it might be a little clearer, might be a little hazier as it's clearing up in, 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 its, in its age. Mm-hmm. And because demand has been kind of ramping up, sometimes we're having to push it out a little sooner. But if it's a dramatically different beer, it's almost like, oh, I used to love the amber, but then I got it and it was different. Or I used to like the IPA, but it's different. So a big focus on what we're trying to do right now is just keep keep making the same beers consistently yeah. um, and working on that. But uh, So the Hoppy Clouds, uh, then we also are doing what was going to be called the Double Duck. So right now the Hoppy Duck is 6.5%, and we're going to be cranking it up to just over 8 and some change. Oh, man. Uh, we're going to be ramping up the hop profile a little bit more. We're going to yeah. be doing a little more with some... Uh, uh, um, cryo hops into the into the fermenter uh and so these uh limited release beers are fun and you know just kind of in a beer company strategy uh, a lot of a lot of breweries do those kind of things so the limited release kind of reminds people that your beer's out there and they go oh, i like that but then they're like oh i was here for the hoppy clouds but now that's gone so i'll go with the hoppy duck and so you kind of yeah. underpin some of your uh your core beers by doing those release and then uh, we will also be releasing an Oktoberfest. Yes. And uh, our Oktoberfest last year was really well received. And so we've been ramping that up. And, uh, and then, uh, again, kind of on a smaller end, of probably only about 30 barrels of it is going to make it through the whole way. But uh, one of my local barbecue pitmaster friends, uh, uh, Ryan Davenport, uh, Davenport Catering, he uh, smoked 100 pounds of grain, just like a, like a brisket. Uh-huh. And uh, so, and then, you know, he put them in these, like, paper sacks to, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, let them proof a little bit. Yeah. So there was about 15 of them sitting on this table over here. And he walked in here, and it smelled like there was, a, like, an active barbecue going on inside. Oh, like, you know, like, like mm-hmm. so then we mashed all that, and uh, we're going to be we're doing a little more work on that. So we uh, uh, kind of like a smoketober, uh, Marzahn lager with a little bit of the, uh, yes, the, nice. the smokiness. Yeah. Nice. I love when you talk dirty to me. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and, you know, those, so sometimes those kind of beers are difficult because, like, especially with, like, an Oktoberfest that takes upwards of eight to ten weeks of actual lagering. Oh, wow. And where we were able to, you know, those particular yeast strains, they, they ferment really low and slow. Yeah. Uh, like the blonde and the amber, they got that lager characteristic, but they mm-hmm. can ferment in the 60s, and we can normally turn them around in three, three to four weeks. Tying up your tank for 10 weeks is a lot, so we don't get to do very much of them. But definitely, uh, we do a, we do a, a we, ours on the shelf. It's called the Octaler Fest, uh, and uh, you can look <clears> for it. It's got the uh, the green and. Uh, Oktoberfest orange colors on it, and then we got the like the like the German war eagle, but instead it's the German war duck. So, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I said this already, but I guess I should keep talking about why we talk about the ducks. Everybody in Taylor went to Taylor High or Taylor Elementary. The, all the schools ducks. are the ducks. Yeah, ducks. so go ducks. So, yeah, go ducks. So we you know it's funny though we, we were like changing all the names and thinking about everything we're gonna do and the which color can and all that stuff. So the actually the first. Beer we put on the grocery store. The first grocery store we ever were in was in Taylor, the Taylor H E B, and the first thing we put on the shelf was an IPA in the green Hoppy can, duck. the Hoppy Duck. <laughs> so a lot of people got to like, Woo! 
Amber? What is that? <laughs> you know, like with that all. They might have migrated over towards the blonde and the amber, but yeah. So we 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 do the we do the ducks and the duck thing pretty hard because of the Taylor ducks. So yeah. uh, going back to that, um, you had mentioned, uh, you know, going bouncing off what you just said. Uh, when you're for me, when when you're one of your signature things for your cans is the color of the can. Yeah. You have the green for the hoppy duck. You have the red for the amber. You have the the yellow for the blonde. Uh, the blue for the pale L. Uh, you have this uh, this double duck coming out. If it's gonna be can, what, co- what, what color are you looking at? Uh, it's 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 green and uh, it's uh, it's. I'll show you uh, in a second. I can get my computer out. I'll I'll, I'll show it to you. But uh, it's uh, it's actually got two of those mallard ducks mm-hmm. like facing each other, so mm-hmm. they're like kind of in a face off. So you know, we started with the the obvious like. There's so many things you could do with cans, and we we made a very strategic choices. We showed a lot of people a lot of copy and a lot of different things but the yellow is like it makes sense that it's a blonde yeah and then it says blonde but then we also gave it a name and so all that kind of layout but very just kind of clean and now with the ipa the double duck the hoppy clouds all these things now we're getting to be a little more psychedelic a little more i love the hoppy cloud well we're still just being like very consistent with the branding so the billboard effect kind of happens Mm -hmm. the way it's supposed to we're getting to do some more crazy stuff so it it's green it's got some other stuff it's got two ducks facing off with each other, and it you know it's actually an investor in our in our company who uh, really wanted to make a beer. So it's Greg and Byron, uh, and uh, so it's Greg and Byron's Double Duck, and, <laughs> oh. and but our designer Joe Cunniff uh, from Eye to Eye Design in in Austin. You know if you ever need design work, Eye to Eye is a great spot. But you know he had a lot of fun with this stuff, and we—I yeah. mean—you should just hear these like planning phone calls. We're like, well, we need ducks on it, and we need like <laughs> green, and we wanted to say a couple things, and just you know, like magic wand it. I bet he's always—I bet he's always like, why the ducks? Yeah, <laughs> and he, he was like, okay, guys, like, or we'll, just, or we'll just throw this like incredibly ghetto drawing at him or something, and then he just poof waves his wand, and it's just like, wow, he's just gotten so good at it. Like, rare, yeah. like now we're like rarely we're like. This is perfect. We don't. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go with that. (laughs) Yeah, and that's one thing uh, that I really love about like any craft beer is that their cans, man, their can designs are so amazing. Yeah, like, like it's almost like you thought put into it. Not it's not, it's not, thought not put into the beer, but it's thought put into the yeah. packaging and all. Yeah, that. Like that's said, really that's, nice. That's one thing I set up for me. You know, it's this, it's this big old big old black emblem, but on back of it, it's, it's like it's a color. It's blue. It's green. It's yellow. It's mm. red. You know, it's you know, it's all these colors and that, and you know it's simple but it sticks out so i think that's something something to praise about um but uh so we're gonna take another break uh get some uh some more refills uh we're probably gonna be <laughs> drinking a stout next so but when we come back we're gonna be talking some movies and then just have some trailers so we're gonna get into to the geeking side of things geeking out geeking. so stay tuned guys What's going on, guys? We are back geeking and drinking and sitting down with JD, the head brewer and founder of Texas Beer Co. Hello. What's up? Hey. <laughs> uh, we were just... Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we got we dove into the brewery, dove into some of uh, some of JD here, um, and he fetched us uh, some of these stouts that I have. Some stuff we can geek out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of surprising to me if stout hasn't been mentioned on here again. So this this is uh, what our release. This was our first fruited and chocolatey beer. So now I would say drinking it the, uh, you know, 
we gotta take a sip of it and let it try it. Yeah. Uh, but then Ooh. we've got to set it aside for a second and let it warm up a little bit. But the chocolate is still just boom, front and center. But you know, coming up, coming up on a pretty long while in there, that the, the strawberry was always pretty subtle. But now I'd say the chocolate is kind of front and center. Um, but one thing that's just cool about how this happened in the Hoppy Clouds, it happened mm-hmm. in this too. When you put raw fruit in the fermenter, there's fermentable sugar in there. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeast does its thing, and some of what would yeast. be the most uh, sweetness of the fruit, which would be like, oh, this doesn't taste like totally fruity, and some of that underpinning sweetness becomes alcohol. Yeah. So, 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 so the, uh, that's why the alcohol level kind of spikes up on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so, you know, uh, now almost a year, uh, you know. God. It's uh, it's uh, it's definitely uh, front and center of the chocolate, and I think as it warms up a little bit more, <laughs> we'll let it we'll let it grow up a little bit more. This one will. So you suggest these beers be drinking really warm? Yeah, not like super warm, but with a stout, you know, you like 45, yeah. 50 degrees. I would say with you, a stout, I kind of like get at room temperature. Yeah, so. you get that. You get that room temperature. Is what it's meant for. Well, then I mean that's always just kind of a true like taste of like you know beer that's freezing cold. Okay. Always goes down real smooth. Mm-hmm. But if you let a beer sit around and warm up for an hour, and then you get over there and you're still drinking, it's still got a good flavor, even though it's warm. That's how you know it's a good beer. Yeah. So, um, but no, this tastes this tastes good. So there'll be some more of this coming down the line. And then this is this this can is oh, literally almost yes. a year old, and it's out of the out of the reserve. But this is that Oktoberfest can I was talking about with the. I'm gonna show the good folks at home the the war duck on there, and then. Uh, the, yes, the Oktoberfest can. So, you know, this was kind of one of the first ones that we did where we got creative with it. And, you know, so a lot of a lot of that Oktoberfest color is, uh, is um, you know, white and blue. But we went with green and orange. And yeah. Then, like, like, yeah. And I just really put, like how this put can. Put your own twist on it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. it one, of my, one of my favorite seasons of it, the year is it's, the Oktoberfest. It's, 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 it's almost years. like the duck is flexing. Yeah. And it's got, yeah, the, and it's yeah. got these little, like, like, like. Like uh, almost, I, for some reason, I just think of Apollo. Yeah, Apollo Creed from uh, yeah. from Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or the or the Phoenix from or the, the Phoenix. from the uh, the I guess the X Men movies that we're not watching. We're boycotting because they're ending, bringing it to an end. You know they're <laughs> gonna come back though. They're gonna bring it back. So should we, should yeah. we, should we try a sip of this and then they, yeah, they, take they, it, they, take some. Yeah. Well, you've seen it now, gentlemen. Oh yeah! Oh man! Oh yeah! I need some hair in my chest. <laughs> I got plenty of hair. Shout Just out kidding. to Ernest. I need some facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> we need a beard like uh, like JD. I had this beard when I was born with this beard though. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I just you know my business partner he wanted to grow a beard he just can't. And it looks, I, I mean, it looks, really, looks really really bad. And then his I wife can, was like, "It looks bad." I've been trying. It's just patchy. So mm-hmm. I've been shaving a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. So. You think I cut my 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 myself at this? This is how it grows, like real douchey and Johnny Depp like. Yeah, he's no, he's like Joe I'm Dirt. It just who, grows right there, but doesn't grow anywhere else. I'm the only one who kind of <laughs> grows like all right here mm. and like right here. So while I let this uh this uh, stout sit, I'm gonna pour myself this October. Yeah, uh, this October Fest. Octaylor Fest. But this is actually really really delicious. Yeah, it's real smooth, real good. Uh, okay, so um, you know, like I said, we dived into a bunch of stuff today. 
this show is geeking and drinking. We, you know, we obviously love our craft beer. We, you know, we love Texas. We love, you know, Texas beer co. All this stuff. We love visiting breweries. Um, but another thing we love doing the show, we love talking about movies, 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 TV, TV shows, shows, TV comic shows, books. comic books, all that good stuff. And uh, this weekend is is San Diego Comic Con 2019, and um, he's just trying it out. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't gonna. It's like a yeah. I'm just gonna first for myself. First, yeah, first taste test. Just making sure I don't want to poison you. <laughs> yeah, know that. That beer is almost a year old. Uh, literally, just been sitting in the fridge back there. It tastes good. Yes. Yes, you can drink it. October has come early this Drinkable. year, baby. Yes. Uh, 2018 Oktoberfest is on the, on and, the, and on the table. What, that's what I was gonna say earlier when you mentioned uh, Oktoberfest. It's like. Um, when seasonal beers come out, Oktoberfest is like my favorite. And yeah, I, I love to go and try it. every single Oktoberfest. I love when the season comes around. I'll build my own six pack kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. Like how HB lets you buy singles now. So when Oktoberfest comes out, I'm like, okay, this one, this one, this one. I'm going to try. Oh, wait, I haven't tried this one. I'm going to try that one. It's almost like picking apples for me. Yeah. It's so smooth. Yeah, so okay. I mean the Oktoberfest, you know, that Marzahn lager yeast normally fermenting around like 50 degrees, 55 to get the primary, and then you then you step it down over the course of about a week until it's at 40, and then you got to let it ride 40. Uh, but you know, you drink that first taste of your Oktoberfest maybe four weeks in, and you're like, oh, this is not good. And then <laughs> six weeks in, you're like, oh, here it comes. And then uh, you know, t- eight weeks in, you're like, okay, this is getting ready to package. Ten weeks, you're like, Oof. and then if you're just letting it, if it just sit in a cooler. It just continues longer. So, I mean, that's, you know, not to get too nerdy with the, the way it works, but, like, the Germans, when they were developing those Oktoberfest strains, wild yeast is everywhere. And so they figured out with the wild yeast that they, they did it and they put it in the cooler and, like, underground, like, kind of stuff, like, cool environment, ferment slow and slow, but then you just get that real rich ma- flavor. So they cultivated that. So this is that uh, White Labs Marzahn lager yeast. Uh, you know, a year later, it's different. Uh, this is actually this batch of this one. We actually did that same kind of smoketoberness on it, mm-hmm. uh, but you know the the subtleness of the smoke has kind of faded a little bit. And the same thing with that strawberry. Like eventually, those kind of flavors, if you just let them ride and ride and ride, they'll kind of become subtle. And then the primary driving. Yeah, so this one on the Oktoberfest is the yeast and the sweetness uh, on the on the on the sweetness on the on the chocolate is actually just purely that chocolate. That flavor ain't yeah. going away. Dude, I could listen to JD. Geek out about the the brewing process and beer in general. If, I, if there was a class, I would take it. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes I'm notorious for giving too much information. Though. You guys can be, <laughs> you guys can be like, no, come on, get it on there. Plus, now you keep pouring beers on my throat, and then I'll start ranting. So, yes, I think this is where we get to the geeking out part, though, right? Uh, this is where we get to geeking you know, out about movies and, and stuff. Geeking we're geeking out, yeah. Uh, so over the break, oh, over our little break we had here in the show, uh, we, uh, sh- you know, we show JD. Um, uh, the new It Chapter 2 trailer, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming out September 6th. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, final chapter, I guess, you know, of a two-part series. Last year we had the, you know, the first one. So what you think? What you know? What you think of the trailer? Well, I did see the movie, and I mean, uh, and I did read the book back when I was a kid. Uh, so long. It's so long, and uh, wait, and I didn't really quite wait. remember all of the book. And then when I started seeing the movie, it was ringing the bell there. I thought the movie, the first one was okay, but not like super scary. Yeah. But we were talking about that a little bit. It seems like the kids and stuff, they can't necessarily get it. But the trailer looks like they're ready to kick it into high gear and put, yeah. scare the shit out of some people. Dev- like, yeah, I mean, uh, the first one, I loved it because, yeah, it wasn't so much scary as it was, you know, some parts kind of 
kind of got to me as far as like bothered me, but um, you know, it at the same time it was a coming of age kind it of story. Was uh, <laughs> got him. It with Tim Curry made me laugh. Mm-hmm. When I was, oh, that was horrible. I, I was young when I saw that. It's movie. So bad. Now. I was like four, like like five or six when I saw it. When he showed me, he was terrified of it. I used to hate it. He was terrified. I think the only good thing about the, uh, and, and again, when that movie came out, it was a TV movie on ABC, so it was like a special, and uh, I thought Tim Curry did really good. Other than that, I mean, everything, everything else was kind of real me- silly, silly or yeah. mediocre. Yeah, yeah. like it, it does not age well. Yeah. Well, they, you know, I've heard like through the kind of like, you know, blogs that the they're supposed to this is supposed to be like the bloodiest blood scene there ever was. When you think about like. That against it, actually, uh, uh, the shining. Oh, you know, when the blood oh, comes rolling out. I was like, oh, that's a big, uh, that's a big ball. The <laughs> so, jump over. Speaking yeah. of shining, yeah, the it, the, it, it, the it movie is great. It touches to be even better. But speaking of the shining, which is one of my favorite horror movies, uh, and I, uh, have you seen the trailer for the new uh, Doctor Sleep? It's it's a movie called Doctor Sleep, and it's the it's the sequel to The Shining. Oh yeah! It it's a book. It's a Stephen King book, and it and it uh, follows the story of uh, adult Danny Terrence. So you know he kind of like and the trailer has a lot of visuals, um, you know, recreated visuals from the original movie, and it looks fantastic. Cannot wait. That movie comes out in October or November, one of the two. But it looks amazing. I highly suggest you check out that trailer because it's awesome. Red Rum. Speaking on top of uh, classic uh, horror movies, Halloween. Yeah. The 2018, uh, I guess, reimagined or sequel. Oh, yeah. What did you think about it? That was good. Yeah. You know, it's all right. And then then she's like, like, all pinned down in the house. She's been waiting for it. Mike Myers is coming back. That's when your grandma's a little nutty. I I, I, I barely just saw it like three weeks ago. Me and my wife just barely saw it three weeks ago. And we were like, why did he keep opening this this room back and forth? Like, he's going to find out what it is. Like, why did he keep revealing the secret? And then finally, she was like, this is not a uh, a safe room. It's a trap. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, snap. But yeah, they <laughs> uh, lights him on fire. But, like, he's still alive. You know, he's, well, yeah, oh, yeah, because you know, you know, they alive. just announced two sequels. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday they announced uh, yeah. in uh, 2020, of uh, October 31st, 2020, Halloween kills, and then uh, the next year, twenty twenty one, Halloween's dead. Right? No, Halloween ends. Halloween oh, ends. ends. Sorry, Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Weird titles, but I I, I can dig. I guess. And yeah. the thing is with me, like I love the 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 Halloween movies, like the original ones. Yeah. They, they scared the crap out of me when I was younger. Yeah. So I went into this two thousand eighteen one. You know, I'm like, oh, please, please scare me. I just wanted to scare me, and it didn't. It let me down so bad. I was not a fan well, of it. I guess nowadays horror movies are just going for more shock than anything. I guess I don't, I don't know. What What was that uh, that movie? The Heredity was that? Oh, Hereditary. 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 Yeah. Yes. That was pretty good. That was probably that, one of that, my that, top that. movies for 2018. And yes. then the director who made that is making the uh, well, he made Midsommar. Midsommar, which I hear is really disturbing. <laughs> Um, so over the break, we also watched a, another trailer, or as you did, uh, for the new Watchmen series coming to HBO. Uh, we, you know, we talked to you, and you said you were a fan of the Watchmen movie directed by Zack Snyder. In mm-hmm. What twenty? Fifty? No. Twelve? Fourteen? Yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> it was like twenty 
It was, it was exactly like six hundred two thousand thousand years ago. Two thousand nine, two thousand nine, two thousand eight. So what you oh, think yeah? was that long? I feel like it was yeah. that long ago. So so I know you you got to watch it. You know um, what do you think of the new trailer for the series? Well, so I mean I'm excited to see it come out as a series mm-hmm. and just you know you, when you get these good series on like HBO, you have time to kind of develop the characters and build suspense. Sometimes you know it just takes like a little bit to get you rolling. Uh, and movies sometimes you have like especially with like a comic book, it's mm-hmm. hard to capture the whole the whole story. In an hour and a half, yeah, and, or or you're you you really just assume that your audience knows everything. So yeah, I think yeah. that I think that the, the movie that's what is for the nerds. Yeah, that's what kind of went with, with that movie. Zack Snyder's like, all right, I'm gonna make this two and a half, almost three hour movie, exact adaptation, and that's why a lot of people didn't like it because mm-hmm. they weren't like aware of the source material at the time. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> okay, so so. You know, going back to watch, I read the I, I read the, the comic. Well, I read the graphic novel. The, you know, the full graphic novel. And um, what was funny about it is when the movie came out, I was like, so I was excited about it to go see it. Um, me and my wife, or she was, uh, me and her were dating at the time. I was. Um, it was also at the time when Spider Man Two was come had just came out, or Spider Man Three. One 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 of the two. Um, one of the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, mm-hmm. you know, that had made it big and all the X-Men movies were making it big. So this this superhero movie comes out and um, it, but it's R-rated. It mm-hmm. says rated R. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's parents taking these kids to go watch this movie. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm like, like yeah. And my wife's like, what? I'm like, they should not see this movie. Yeah. She's like, why? And she's like, you'll find out. Mm-hmm. And That's- then like. Boom! You know, right away you got you got you know Doctor Manhattan gets yeah. you know Showing gets explained and yeah. you see this big blue dong on yeah. there, and then, which Stephen loved. And then you got you know <laughs> you got um, the comedian you know going after the the original Spectre, Spectre yeah. and and then you know it's just like all this this drama. And it's yeah. also a very and, political uh, movie too. And even even the, be- even the beginning of it, um, the, the whole with, uh, title sequence. Yeah, the title sequence with uh, Bob Dylan's, um, mm-hmm. you know, "Times of Change" mm-hmm. song comes on, and you know, you see the, the the that one superhero, you know, making out with the the one girl, like that that famous picture with the sailor makes out with the, yeah. the girl, and you know, and then it says you know lesbian something blah blah blah, and it's just like oh my god, like it's real raw, real yeah. raw, real raw, and so it was kind of funny to see parents taking their kids out and walking out yeah and yeah. just walking straight out and i was just like the movie was good it was well, it, like, it, it, it was what do you think the r is for yeah, yeah exactly like, exactly yeah, it'll probably be a pg movie it's like and uh if it's a pg movie it will say pg yeah it'll say PG. and i bet they, they they gave like the people who sold them like they got bought the tickets from the people who sell the tickets like hard times like why didn't you tell me it was like this mm-hmm. stuff like that but well, I'm excited to see what HBO gets to do with it because yeah. you know they're they're good at the uh, light died. They're good. I can see on the thing it's still looking pretty good, um, but they you know they 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 they, they did, did a you know they have the opportunity to develop the characters a little bit more, um, but I imagine it will be pretty graphic and and, yeah. and booby filled. You know, it's kind of like the Game of Thrones. Uh, I was a big Game of Thrones watcher. Yeah, what did you get last season? I mean, I thought it was like. <laughs> And yeah, I started out, it started out good, and then I was like, they, I, I, I was banking on this theory, and I had read somewhere that I thought was pretty good was like that 
everybody was like going to uh, expecting the big battle on the at the at, at, at King's Land or not King's Landing, but uh, Winterfell. At the, uh, Winterfell, the the Battle of Winterfell, but that the the Night King was actually flying the dragon to lay waste to to King's Landing, and then was like building a bigger army and was gonna like attack from the south too, which seemed cool. And then at the very end, you know, I thought like, okay, so I was happy with that. And then they were just like trying to put a bow on it and. Like Jamie Lannister going back and finding his sister and like dying in the rubble, and then Tyrion being able to find them in the rubble. Yeah. And like, there's no fucking way that they found I, them in the rubble. Yeah. And they were still hugging. Yeah, and they're still hugging. And you're I like, thought, oh my god. And give then me a break. I thought that was total BS because it's like, as bad as um, as uh, Tyrion's sister was, um, what was her name? Cersei. Cersei, yes. Um, this is like. How are you going to give her that death? Yeah. You to know, where she gets crushed, right? Yeah. Gets crushed. Every, everyone was expecting uh, her, her yeah. to After get captured. After all the stuff that, that After she's done. After all the stuff she's yeah. done. You're talking about Sophie Turner, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Not Sophie Turner. No, no, no. The um, uh, Cersei Lannister. Um, she came uh, the mother. Uh, she played the mother on uh, Fighting With My Family. Oh, okay. okay no, yeah, no. yeah. And, uh, you know, just to give her a soft death like that. Uh, yeah, I, I thought yeah. that, that, that was too soft that, for her. Is that, that easy is way that, out? Is that Lena Headley? Yeah, Lena okay. Headley. So then I was, you know, then of course they're, they're like, Brant is going to be the, like, the three-eyed raven and they go through all these, like, points of developing all these stories and then they're just like, fuck it, we're not going to use any of that and we're going to just, like, end on this stuff. They're like, oh, why do you think I came all this way? I'm going to be the king. So I thought, like, if HBO was out of ideas, they could have <clears> called me and just gave me a cool million dollars <laughs> and I would have just yeah. helped them. But, like, even, even if you were just all the way to there, like, then I think, you know, I, I thought that maybe, you know, what would happen was uh, they kill. So uh, the, the Dragon Queen gets killed and then they capture John and then the North kind of decides to try to invade to save him. And then Rant takes over the dragon and flies in and instead of laying waste to everybody, like is merciful. And then they're like, see, he can fly the dragon and, and now he's the rightful king. And I'm like. That's, that that could have been like the last thirty minutes of that show, and it would have like put a more clear bow on it. Would have used parts of the, like the storyline they've been building for eight years. Yeah. So like, why just like shit the bed so badly? I don't know. Yeah. But I heard I heard it's because they're gonna get to do the Star Wars, right? They're gonna yeah. they're yeah. gonna the writers. This like, yeah. This is the way David we and end, DB. Yeah, they want to end in this series and like. Move on. Of course, yeah. And they want I'm like, if you're tired of doing and, this and, thing, and, then and, just and, give and, it to somebody else. Okay, and and I understand that, you know, but I mean. Yes, either give it to someone else, or why wait a whole year to to give us this ending? Yeah, you know, it's just like, like, come on, you know, it could have been a lot better. It, it, it could have gone the, the way you said, or it could even gone a million other it ways. It could have lasted longer. I think I even think the uh, the battle for Winterfell could have lasted at least two episodes. They could have done. They could have done. Okay, so the first two episodes of Game of Thrones were the, the two slow episodes. I think they could have done that in one episode, which is, you know, the the premiere episode, and then episode two and three could have been the Battle of Winterfell, you know, instead of doing it all in one in one episode, and then after that you still get two more slow episodes or whatever, and then, you know, it, it, I don't know, it just didn't fit well for me. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the 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 end episode there, just like, you know, I I actually. We, when everyone seemed upset that the Dragon Queen like murdered everybody, I was like, she's been saying all along she was gonna like burn their oh, cities yeah, down. Yeah, like, yeah. So I thought that was like totally right in the line there. And then I even thought that kind of like, okay, John stabs her after being a complete pussy the whole time. And then all that <laughs> stuff. Like that's, that's I thought, fine. I he was but then real... they just like shat the bed, and then they're like, and then now it's like everyone's thought... sitting around like voting on democracy, and I was just like, 
no. Through the yeah. whole series, though, John was always my least favorite. Yeah. I, I wish he would have kind of stayed, stayed dead. Yeah, stayed, stayed dead. dead. Yeah. Stayed dead. Yeah. Well, that's just like, like what kind of happens. Like, Game of Thrones was known for killing. Oh, like the other one that yeah. was at the end of that episode or the end of that season was like when uh, Jamie and Brienne were like fighting in the Battle of Winterfell and they're like, almost said, almost said, almost said. Like, they should have died together. They should have like yeah. killed more people in the Battle of Winterfell. You can't like. And then they're like, you know, you're watching the like meet the director bullshit at the end of that. They're like, well, what about, you know, all the big funeral pyros? You can see everyone dying. It's like, except for all the main characters are still here. Like, what? Yeah. Like, this, stop, stop listening out. They only, some head roll. They only, some I don't think we'll, they only we'll, killed we'll, off we'll a few, side, like, mediocre fans. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, the side main characters. Yeah. So like, you know what's funny? I have not seen one episode of Game of Thrones. Whoa. I was wondering why you weren't weighing in here. You know? All right. So we're geeking out over here. Yeah, no, I, I was the first one who started yeah, watching it. Out. I recommended to him. I gave him my, my DVD sets. He lost He lost one of mine. I lost them. Yeah. Because it was actually the first season he lost. Well, it's not the first time that HBO has totally shot the bed on an ending, too. Like, the way The Sopranos The Sopranos. Like, yeah. 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 Like, it was like, great Don't show, great stop. show, great show. And then, believe it. Just blank. Blank. It's like they just don't know how to like end end it, you know. Like yeah. just put it out to pasture. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Jeremy Irons is going to be in the Watchmen. Uh, he was on a show. Same, same thing with the uh, True Blood. They didn't even know how to yeah. end True Blood. They, yeah. I think they got too far ahead themselves. And yeah. Then Entourage like, too. Yeah. Yeah. Entourage. Uh, like, yeah. Entourage. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they go with the Watchmen. I think yeah. that's where the, how this all started. There. They'll yeah. get an opportunity to show some more boobies and have some more <laughs> violence. And there, there, there will be plenty of uh, reasons to watch. I think, and it just looks cool. Like yeah. it looks like it's gonna be visually cool, and I'm so I'm excited about that. So okay. So last thing, you know, I want to bring up fast um, before we end the show. I have to ask. You know, because uh, we are getting the last movie this this year. As far as right now, the last movie of the saga. Are you a big Star Wars fan? Oh yeah. So are you excited for Star Wars Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. And and not only that, but are you also excited that J.J. Abrams? Abrams. 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 This dude always mispronouncing names. Sorry. Abrams. 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 Just, you... It has nothing to do with the beer we've been drinking. Yeah. So are you excited that J.J. Abrams <laughs> is also coming back to finish it? I am, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I think that it, first of all, I've kind of enjoyed it. I mean, uh, I think the, the, like, what are technically episodes one, two, and three, but were really four, five, and six, <laughs> you know, one, so number four was terrible. And, but it, like, laid the foundation for some of these storylines. And I'm glad when they took, uh, uh, you know, Lucas's, like, craziness off that. And then you watch the, like, updated versions of the originals and put the CGI in there. That was terrible. Yeah. But I thought since they started these ones that they've been pretty true to form, and I, you know, I thought that like Harrison Ford did well, and I, like the the characters keeping them the same and 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 doing all that was has been good. Um, I like the new characters. I even like the spinoff things. I mean, I guess I'm just kind of nerdy like that. I just like the like the scenes of like the battle star, you know, the battleships like flying through space. Like I just like those things. Yeah. And so um, yeah, I think it'll be good. I mean, I want to I want to see how it ends. Uh, uh, the 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 end of uh, the second one, the Skywalker, what oh, is the that? Last the Last Jedi. Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I was when watching it again. I'll probably watch it like six more times before it starts. Be honest. Steven hates it. You do. You hate it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't. I did not it hate was, it, but I did not enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like in between. With See, that's you. what I'm interested. In, these guys from uh, the you know Game of Thrones, like. 
it's like they're all excited about doing it. They just basically killed their own show that was mm-hmm. making them famous so they could take it over. So I don't are they just gonna start the whole story over again? Is that like Oh uh, no, are... they're gonna be doing a uh, a different story uh for in in the Star Wars universe. Uh, probably not, the old republic. Yeah, it's not gonna be the saga. Yeah, no. Skywalker yeah, saga. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a totally different, yeah. like kind of like how Rogue One. Remember, uh-huh. Rogue, it's yeah. gonna be like that, its own kind of thing. And like so, I thought the Rogue One was pretty good too. It's like Rogue you know, because like awesome. I think Rogue One was was one of the best spinoffs. And Solo was for me was Solo good. was yeah. was good. good. Like it was good. It. Right. it was entertaining. Uh, for me, the, the problem was with with Solo was that it didn't get too much promotion and. The time it was coming out was was up against some big contenders. Oh, I mean, yeah. you Infinity had War, Infinity War. You had Deadpool two, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Come on, those are two big defenders." And plus, plus, you, you're trying to sell Han Solo played by somebody other yeah, than some, Harrison somebody Ford. Somebody that's yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that's real difficult. But I liked on the Rogue One when you know it's like the. It's that scene in in the in the original. It was like a lot of people died for this information, and it's just like that's yes. like the line. Yes. And I was yes. like the whole I movie was about it. Them, I was saying, "Go, dude, those are original scenes right there. Some yeah. of those were original scenes." Yeah, and it's the underpinning of the whole thing. You know, and, how did um, they get there and like blow I mean, up the Death Star? I mean, one of my, I mean, my 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 all time favorite scene. And when me and my son went to go see, we were like, <gasps> was when Darth Vader is I see it's. Yeah. And then Dad Vader just like just starts just start yeah. wrecking shit. I'm like, How oh was he again? my god. We're, both of us were like <laughs> How was Dark Vader? <laughs> just just standing there and then you see this red. I mean first all you hear all you hear is the Yeah. And then yeah. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. It was, like, it was man. pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> they, they gave me goosebumps. I was like, oh, you know, and <laughs> I, I saw the movie after um, you know. Carrie Fisher, she passed away. I saw the movie after that. That was pretty emotional. And like when I saw her at the end, I was like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself but like shed a little tear. Pretty emotional, yeah. Uh, but guys, um, that has been episode twenty-five. Twenty-five, way to go. Twenty-five of mm-hmm. and drinking. We're a th- we're a third way to a hundred. <laughs> we're almost there. It's been a year. I think that's a quarter of the way. A quarter. Yeah. It's yeah, been yeah, a year yeah, since yeah. we've done this. So uh, you know, we want to thank you so much for inviting us out. Giving us you know a taste of this Octaylor uh, Fiesta, uh-huh. and, um, and the, uh, strawberry, you know yeah, everything. You know, we, hospitality, Poppy clouds. Yes, we want to thank you so much for inviting us out. Uh, well, JD, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Beer code. Check them out. Buy the beer at the stores. Request the beer at the stores. You know, at the bars too. Mm-hmm. Dude, We're not your favorite bar. bar. Tell yeah, them how you want it. I've been trying to request beer in, in the store that I work at at World Blue Grocery in San Antonio. Just I mean, of course originated in Austin and. But it hasn't been in there yet. Yeah, we'll need to work on that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep this bugging my manager. Like, we come gotta, on, we gotta bring this in. Come on, it's good. But we've talked uh, beer, we've talked JD, we've talked movies, we talked Star Wars. Most importantly, uh, but this has been episode 25. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, follow Texas Beer Co at uh, you know Texas Beer Co at, uh, at Texas Beer Co Instagram, TexasBeerCo.com on Facebook. Yeah. We're not very good at the Twitter. We don't do very like no one. I don't does does does. No one, yeah, no one. Does I, I post well. every now and then on Twitter, but I try to stay away from yeah, Twitter. Yeah, we we are act, we're active on that on the on the Instagram people. It's, it's been fun too, you know. And just I know this is a San Antonio crew, so I just do want to say thanks Ooh. to everybody who's been welcoming us into San Antonio, and uh, it's cool. Like on the Instagram, we get a lot of people posting from San Antonio yeah. about it, so yeah. we appreciate it very much. Thank you for. 
thinking about us and coming out, and it's it's great to be on your show. You guys are doing great. And then, uh, guys. And then also, too, if uh, anyone wants to come to Taylor, Texas, to visit you guys, yeah. we're kind of visit you from the tap room. Yeah. Also, to we're, the uh, brewery. We're only, we're only closed on Mondays. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, it's 2 to uh, 10. Friday, it's 11 to 11. Saturday, it's 11 to 11. Sunday, it's 2 to 8. There's barbecue. Of course, you could go and get some Miller barbecue and bring that over if you want to. Come hang out with us. Then go to catch a show at the Black Sparrow Music Parlor as well. Pre-game with us. Catch a show afterwards. There's a lot of good stuff going on. And then I heard that you guys have a movie theater, too. Yeah, the Howard Theater, too. Yeah, yeah so, so some people do that. Right also, come, come, come and catch a, come get a couple beers, then walk over there, catch a theater, and then come back, drink some more beer. Yeah, so, uh, sure. And then can you just real quick also give the addresses to the brewery and to your tap room? Yeah, so they're both in Taylor. The, 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 the tap room is at corner of 2nd and Main, 201 North Main Street. And then, uh, uh, so that's 2nd and Main. And then on 2nd Street also, 1331 West 2nd Street. Uh, we do brewery tours on Saturday. Uh, and it, Ten dollars, come in, get a pint glass, get three pours. Uh, nerd, nerd alert. Uh, mm-hmm. Ask any questions. We get a lot of homebrewers come through, and you know I was a homebrewer, so I we love to JD, just, we ask, uh, Jeff. Jeff, yep, ask the brewers and team. yep, 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 and uh, yeah, <laughs> we're we're open for all of that stuff too, and then yeah, just check us out either here in Taylor or out out at your local bar or grocery store. Well, guys, check it out, guys. I mean, Texas Beer Co. is here to stay. Check out Geek Drinking on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and follow our YouTube page, and we'll just see you guys next time.